welcome back to the Matt Report podcast. Today's guest, Rachel DiMartino of geekunicorn.com, a women-led web design company in our friendly northern neighbors, Toronto, Canada. And it was an amazing discussion today. We talked about all kinds of things, but I originally saw a tweet from her retweeted by GiveWP and how she put together a website for a nonprofit that raised, I think it was like north of 12,000 bucks. You know, during this pandemic, during the COVID crisis where these companies are all shut down and they have limited funds, limited access, but with the powers of WordPress, in this case, GiveWP, she was able to put together a platform for them like in a weekend. So I brought her on to talk about that, to talk about running an agency. And there's a whole bunch of tips and tricks in here, dealing with clients, pricing your projects, and all that great stuff. Let's get on with the show. Before we get into today's episode, let's hear from our first sponsor, AutomatorPlugin.com. AutomatorPlugin.com. Put your WordPress site on autopilot. Connect your WordPress plugins automatically to slash admin time and plugin costs. No coding required. I think we're all familiar with that very popular service called Zap. I'm not going to say the whole name. You know what I'm talking about. And it's just like that service, but built specifically for WordPress. Build better experiences for WordPress users. Here's what you can do. You choose your triggers, add one or more triggers from over a dozen plugins and a thousand apps. Choose your actions, pass info between plugins and perform actions automatically, and let Automator do the work. Create powerful recipes that just work, all with one plugin. Some of the popular integrations, like you just look on their website, you can see it. Works with BBPress, BunnyPress, Caldera Forms, easy digital downloads. I mean, I can imagine a world where somebody fills out a contact form and that automatically drops a discount into their easy digital downloads shopping cart. AutomatorPlugin.com. AutomatorPlugin.com. Made by the team over at Uncanny. AutomatorPlugin.com. Thanks for sponsoring the show. I love, a spon- I love a repeat sponsor. How about you? Search WP. Search WP.com. Search WP.com. WordPress search ignores content. Search WP finds it. What kind of content does it find, you might ask? Well, it searches in custom fields or metadata and taxonomies. Search custom fields and content and categories, tags and taxonomy terms. These are things that WordPress won't do out of the box. And if you're building a complex site, especially... If it's an e-commerce site or some kind of intranet, something that's of substance, chances are people are going to be searching on that site to find all of this content, all of this data, and SearchWP, searchwp.com, is the plugin for you. Again, you can search e-commerce product details, SKUs, etc., search PDFs and other document content. I mean, if you're doing... Look, if you're looking for opportunities in the WordPress space, it's for big business, right? It's for higher ed. It's for companies that want to use WordPress as a true CMS platform and not paying the Adobe's, the Microsoft's of the world for million dollar licenses. They want to use WordPress because it's fast, efficient, and less expensive. You're going to build these projects. You're going to go after these type of clients. SearchWP.com is a must-have plugin for that solution. SearchWP.com. Well, my name's Rachel. I'm the owner of Geek Unicorn, and we're a women-led web design company in Toronto. 
So we help our clients uh, look professional and function efficiently with their website so they can be the unicorns in their industry, or I, as I like to say, a unicorn in a field of horses. Um, so that's what I do. I live in Toronto. Um, I've got two kids. I've got a fat cat and a husband. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're just uh, we're just over here and enjoying the nice new weather happening. And um, that's that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> so is WordPress your primary uh, tool in your toolkit, or are your you and your team using? something else? No, we we primarily use WordPress. So when I first started my business, I did explore the options of doing building from scratch, uh, using other platforms. Um, but I found that for the clients that we work with, which is mostly small business owners, WordPress is the perfect content management solution for them. It's it's so widely used that they can pick up a tutorial on a Saturday night if they want to add something themselves. Um, it's flexible. So if they want to expand their business, if they want to add a membership or a subscription or an e-commerce or anything like that, they can. So it just makes a really great base. And for most small business, small medium businesses, it's, it's, it, 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 it works for them. It's, it's exactly what they need. So I originally saw your tweet about how you got something up really quick for a nonprofit using GiveWP and of course WordPress and that's sort of the impetus between uh, or by getting you on the show today. But I'm curious, I mean, look at the change of small businesses. Now with COVID and everything going on, it's like, oh boy, we got to invest in these things called websites now. Well, I think it's exactly what you said, where now businesses are looking at these ideas that they had six months ago, five years ago, and now they're going, oh, darn, we need to do it last weekend. Um, so that course that we had in that in the back of our minds or that membership um, platform that we were thinking of. Uh, now it's all we need it now. Uh, we need to pivot online and we need to offer revenue streams for our business uh, that um, coincides with where people are at, which is at home and on the internet. Um, so it's been, it's been busy that way. I think the biggest thing that's changed though, is those face-to-face -face meetings, you know, um, as a B2B owner, uh, business to business, um, you know, a face-to-face is, is, and referrals is a, a big part of business. And, uh, so that's missing now. So we're looking at new ways such as online summits, which we just put on recently with the adapt event thrive. Uh, marketing summit. So a lot of people who have been listening to the show for a while, they know that I grew up in car sales and I've talked about this thing that we do online these days called the digital handshake. But back when I used to sell cars, like meeting somebody, giving them a handshake when I saw them on a car lot and they were looking at a car, like that split second of looking somebody in the eyes and again, handshaking and judging body language and, and all the way up to when I ran my own agency, you know, doing in-person pitches and you know, doing uh, design uh, discovery meetings in person. There's a lot of value meeting in person. And now, obviously, this is quite a challenge because it's not even legal <laughs> to meet in person. How have you been faring with the differences of, of not meeting people, you know, in person these days? Oh, absolutely. I get a lot of um, my design inspiration from meeting the client in person. Um, picking up on their vibe, their likes, their dislikes, especially being able to visit their uh, location, if it's an office or a brick and mortar, just getting a sense of the space and things like that really help contribute to the overall look and feel of their website, because that is a part of their brand. 
like it or not, they're a part of their brand. Their office space is a part of their brand, their overall image um, and how they work. Uh, so that's a big part of it. I remember once um, I was doing a first look of a website to a client and we were doing it on Zoom. So this is the first time they've seen the website, but they couldn't figure out how to move the, like work their camera. So we said, just forget it. We'll just do audio. And I show them the website and they, can I swear on the podcast? <laughs> they, the first thing they said was, holy shit. And I, and I, my heart sunk. I thought, oh no, they hate it. And they said immediately afterwards, I love it. But just to your point of not being able to see, like to, to get that, to see their faces light up that when they like something as well is, is missing um, in, in not being able to be in person. One of the most exciting things that I've seen, especially since I've helped a lot of small businesses over this whole COVID pandemic and shutting down um, is finding new opportunity online, right? I have helped uh, a friend of mine. She runs a, a local fitness studio and, you know, helping her with crafting a, a sort of membership portal, uh, moving things online, streaming, that kind of thing. And it's led her to selling to customers that are not in her, like, you know, the, the local 10 mile radius that might normally sign up or 20 mile radius. Now she's getting people from, you know, 50 miles away buying a digital class because, you know, they're not on the South Coast. They know where she, they, they know all about her, but they, they would never drive to her studio. But certainly now they would, uh, they would buy her digital product. And it, it's opening up you know, what you and I, and maybe a lot of listeners know already is there's a ton of opportunity on the internet. It's just a different way of pitching. It's a different price point. It's a different experience. Are you seeing sort of the same thing happen? Yeah, for sure. Um, I have a lot of brick and mortar uh, clients and friends uh, like peers uh, uh, as a business owner, you've got business friends. Um, and yeah, they are shifting their model to an online um, forum. And then kind of and then feeling very lost in the noise as well because i think the other issue is is those who were already online have now like ramped up to a hundred um and people who had never been online before have also ramped up to a hundred and so everybody's there's a lot of noise happening online and i'm sure you've felt that by going on to any social media channel you're just bombarded with these ads um, from these businesses who are pivoting and offering these online digital services um, hoping that everyone's going to buy and um, consumerism is going to save them, you know. But yeah, the big challenge now is okay, great. The opportunity is there right now. People can see, oh boy, I could sell something online and I can make money. Yes, that is correct. You can, Mrs. Small Business Owner. But now you have to check your email. <laughs> you can't just let this stuff, you know, fall to the wayside. A lot of people see the opportunity, but forget, right? Because we're sort of conditioned to say, well, selling online is easy and you make tons of money while you sleep. Well, you got to check your email. You got to do some other things, right? You have to deliver the product. You have to ship the product. If it's a physical good, you have to show up when somebody buys something. There's, there's some differences in delivering online than there is in person. Yeah, I think so. And the email one is a great point. I worked with one client um, and they represented a bunch of different people. And one of them would like refuse to give their email as a point of contact. And that was their only point of contact. And it's like, look, you're, 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 you need to be doing sessions online. Like you need to be giving your email. This is, this is your pet, like your, your doorway into the internet is your email. Like you, I'm sorry, but you have to give it up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it, I think, and it, I think it does also depend on what mindset they've 
gone into the internet with and how they were running their businesses before and for how long. So if you have a business owner who is a service-based business in a brick and mortar type environment, a face-to-face kind of thing, um, then it's going to be very difficult to get them to flip because there's still a lot of fear around online as well, um, especially for those uh, older generation. So just a bit of a silver lining out of all of this. Hopefully everyone that's been holding off to finally launch a a website and have a presence, at least now they know, okay, I can't stay silent anymore. I I do have to have something, even a basic page with a contact form, maybe an order system, which is basically just telling us what you want to buy through maybe like a gravity form. But at least now it's like, you know, you have to have something that isn't just Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, and I mean, the, the reality is, is that even before doors shut down and before COVID, um, consumer, um, you know, mentality was to look up a business online. And if a, if a business didn't have a presence online, then automatically the the potential uh, client or consumer is now putting you down several notches uh, because you don't have that social proof online. You don't have that a website that looks professional, that speaks their language, um, that has the information that they're looking for before they initiate contact with you. So, okay, let's talk about these traditional businesses. Let's talk about how you've helped this recent uh, nonprofit organization quickly getting something online. I love this concept. I love moving fast. That's why I love WordPress because you can do a lot in a short amount of time when you know what you're doing. And you can uh, couple that with GiveWP to raise a whole bunch of money for them. Uh, so <laughs> let's, let's talk about that. What did you do? How did you execute it? And how do they feel about it at the end of the day? Yeah, so this organization was uh, 34 years old, and they did not have a website. They had never had a website. They never really needed a website. Um, and what they, they're a nonprofit that was uh, set up decades ago to support uh, community journalism, um, specifically in Ontario. Uh, so they they raise funds, but obviously very casually because they had never really done it online. They casually raise funds um, to 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 help the their uh, uh, their local community journalism. And um, when COVID hit, community newspapers were impacted really hard because their revenue relies on local businesses advertising with them. Um, and when the local businesses shut down, they stop the advertising, and so a, an entire revenue stream dries up for the for these publishers, but they're producing really important content for their communities. And um, you're in the States, but in Canada here, uh, we've got a lot of rural areas. And especially in Ontario, there are places where people just don't have strong enough internet to be getting a lot of content online. So they really do depend on their local paper. And so this particular organization thought, well, we need to be able to support uh, these local publications. Um, but we don't have any kind of portal to do so. So um, they wanted to move really, really fast. And I figured that if we do something really quickly and we find a plugin like GiveWP and we use WordPress, this is something that we could put together in a weekend um, and launch it. Uh, I, I got the marching orders on Friday and by Tuesday it was live. So we had built it over the weekend and had it approved and everything like that with a board too. They have, they have a board, a board approved it. Like everybody was moving really fast to get this 
to get this going and and they raised a lot of money in just a couple of weeks. So, you know, for free, freelancers out there and agency owners, people who are listening to the show, consultants, you know, one of the things about running a profitable practice, right, as a consultant, as a WordPress developer, isn't, you know, how good of a coder you are or how great your designs are. I mean, obviously that is a big portion of it, but a lot of it is the process and controlling expectations and selling yourself. And one of the major challenges of running an agency is, or, or even a small practice, is the expectations of the customer. And what I like about, well, again, like what I've liked about some of the experiences I've had through this whole COVID thing is, look, all of the requests, all of the customness that a customer might generally ask for, like, I want this color blue, move these pixels around here. No, no, it's not right. Let's do it again. All of that is sort of off the table because they know there's no luxury in it now. Now it's just, we need to get something online and that whole like, you know, get something good, fast or cheap, uh, or, or I, think, I think it goes like high quality, fast uh, or cheap, like that like triangle thing. Now it's like, hey, give me something super powerful and efficient. How Have you seen your processes get a little bit more refined and customers' expectations dialed uh, back? Right. Like the let, let, let's, if you, if you need to get online fast, let's get online fast. Let's not like debate how big the margin is on the footer. Like, or that the responsive text box is making this one word spill over onto its single line. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like stuff like that. Um, yeah, for sure. And we actually do have packages like that. Um, I do something called a four day build where I build a website in four days. We meet on the first day. Uh, it's built on the second day. On the third day, they provide their like quick revisions. And then on the fourth day, it launches. Um, so yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely something. I've not had to have that conversation with um, too many clients. I usually talk about it in uh, like a phased approach so if a client's really um upset or, or i don't want to say upset if a client's really adamant like oh we want this color blue instead of that color blue um well i mean that's just in most cases a one-click change but um for the most part I, I like to talk to them in well let's do that in phase two so phase one is let's do a launch let's get this up let's get this live let's get leads coming into your business let's get people calling you um, and then let's move on to phase two, which is those little tweaks that you're maybe looking for, or it could even be extensions. Uh, for example, um, I'm working with a client and they have a really big resources page. And it's it's like, okay, great, but this is a lot of content. This is a lot of work. So let's launch the site because it looks great and it's ready to go. And then we'll add the resources page in phase two. Because um, no, when, when your website launches, I think there's, as a business owner, you're thinking, Oh, everybody's going to know that it's missing this page or that it's missing this aspect. And the reality is, is nobody knows it's missing that. Nobody knows <laughs> and nobody cares. <laughs> nobody knows and nobody cares. <laughs> right. So they're coming to your website probably to look to see that you're a real person, that they, you know, that they can probably trust you. And then they're probably looking for some info like your contact information or price or something like that. Like they're not they're not bothered that your paragraph five on your terms and conditions has a typo, you know? 
And and how about this this recent nonprofit? Uh, did they fall into a particular package, or or was this new to you to to create something quick and and easy like this? I know you said you've you've worked with them in the past, so things were a little bit easier. But what was that like? You know, moving them through this this process through uh, this pandemic that we've been going through. Well, I think it was for the businesses who wanted who who did value price and and speed. Um, as well as, I mean, they also want some quality, right? Which is why they're working with us in the first place, because we provide a lot of value in the quality, having so much experience with web design um, and online presence. Um, so yeah, it was just sort of a combination of, well, these people are ready to go. Um, and then the other thing is, is when there's not a lot of necessity, there, there's not a lot of necessity for back and forth in the sense that they're not building a very complex site. It's just a very informational. Um, information only site. It's not like a membership site or an e-commerce or anything like that. Um, the reality is, is it it doesn't take that long to build to put together. So why not streamline this process? Like why tell people it's going to take four to eight weeks or whatever to build your site when the reality is, is we're just sitting down for the day and getting her done. Um, so that was so so uh, it, yeah. They have to be very. They have to fit that mold to be able to get that package. But um, yeah, you know, one of the things that took me a while to learn over a decade ago when I started my own practice was, you know, price points and, and pricing a project. You, when I first started, it's like, well, let's, let's try to get as much money as I possibly can for this project because, well, I need to eat, I need to pay people, and I, and I need to be profitable, and rightfully so, and it's still, I guess, one way to go about it. But there's a long-term effect uh, and a long-term uh, return on investment of your own customers, let's say, where... Look, even if you start a small project today, uh, let's say you you built a site for five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks. Well, maybe like this monthly maintenance thing can happen. You can sign a support contract, or maybe there's like some long term goals that your customer uh, will start to realize and achieve. That once they have something online, oh well, now they can make a business out of it. Now they might start asking you, "Hey, uh, let's get into e-commerce. Let's get into membership sites because now I see this thing working for me." So I'm more willing to invest now in, in maybe something greater than just my portfolio site. Well, I take a really personal approach to every client. So when when I work with a client, they're not just getting us as web designers. Um, I'm also coming board on board as their guide, as their unicorn in their business in this online world. So as we talk, and um, especially during our discovery session, and as I pull out those goals and those long-term goals that they have as well, because a lot of times people think, oh, I just want an informational website. But when you start to talk to them, you start to unveil this like beautiful blossom of their business where this like incredible vision that they have. So then our job then becomes, well, how can we help you not only get something great for today, but something that's going to morph into that beautiful vision for you. Um, and so, so that's what we really do. And if, if at that point we say, okay, you know what, it looks like you need this instead, or it looks like we'll need to talk again in six months or whatever, that's, that's the decision that we make then. And sometimes like that's what you have to do because, I, you know, I love WordPress again because of everything that you can do with it. You know, membership sites, e-commerce, membership portals, applications, blogging platforms, content marketing engines, so much stuff, right? And we can get 
super jazzed up with a customer and be like, hey, you have all, look at all the things you could do, right? <laughs> you could do all kinds of things with WordPress and with your site and with your, with your business. Uh, take it online and, and sell digital products or physical products, whatever. And then they're just like, I, I don't get it. Like, it, this sounds great, but it sounds overwhelming at the same time, right? And once you have a process down as the consultant and that you can easily uh, graduate customers into, again, starting them small and maybe getting them into email newsletter, then into digital product later on or membership, you kind of guide them a little bit gentler <laughs> through all this technology. Yeah, exactly. And and that's and that's it, right? Like we don't ex we don't expect our clients to be web geniuses or online presence experts because they're experts at what they do. Like that's we're here to support them to let them be geniuses in their industry. And I always like to say that your website is like your silent salesperson. Um and it can you can make that that silent salesperson as efficient as possible. So like that contact form that links right into your content, uh, your customer management system, or, um, you know, those little automations that you can do to make your life easier, but also to make that um, the user experience really nice too, because there's nothing worse than wanting to connect with uh, somebody and like filling out a contact form and then feeling like, did it go anywhere? Did it do anything? I wanted to book a call and now I'm like, we're doing email tag, like does Tuesday work for you? Nope, Tuesday doesn't work. You know, all these things you can automate into your business. So that's one thing that we do as well, where, where it's like, what is what is the sales pipeline for, for your business? Is it book a call? Is it buy something? Is it join our mailing list? What is it? And let's make sure that your website is doing that as efficiently as possible. So how do you keep your customers coming back? Do you have some kind of strategy that you could share with uh, listeners today? Maybe how they engage customers again, keep them coming back for asking for more? Is it those maintenance type of contracts that you're putting in place? Let us know what you're doing to keep connected. Well, we have a mailing list. Um, I mean, as everybody does, right? Um, but I also, I typically connect with my clients every summer because the summer is really is slow for me. Um, I don't know if it is for other web design agencies. Um, I'm assuming it is. Um, so that's a good time for me to then connect back out to my clients and just say, hey, it's been a while. Just so you know, we're here. If there's anything I can help you with, if you have any questions, um, about your site. And, uh, but typically my clients do come back even without that, if they want to redesign. And I'm currently working with a client, um, who I did do their website several years ago and they've just sort of rebranded. They've kind of shifted direction in their business. And so they're ready to reskin their website. Um, and so we're doing that for them now. So, yeah. Um, do you have a particular set of WordPress tools that you like to use? Themes, plugins, something special that uh, helps you glue everything together for your particular solutions you put together for customers? Absolutely. So uh, the theme that I use is uh, ThemeCo Pro or Pro by ThemeCo. I love those them over there. They they do such a good job with their theme um, and their updates and their upgrades. Uh, it's very flexible, easy to use. Um, and so, yeah, that allows me to bang off sites right real quick. And um, yeah, so that's my primary go-to. I mean, obviously there's, you know, security plugins and analytics plugins that you, oh, that 
are always used, um, things like that, yeah. <laughs> what about page builders? Do you use something like a Gutenberg, a Beaver Builder, an Elementor? I know they're all the rage these days, but uh, just curious how you work and maybe at least even Gutenberg into the equation uh, with your customers. Yeah, so I don't, I don't hate Gutenberg. I don't want to put some hate on Gutenberg. Um, <laughs> I, it's certainly limited. Like it feels like I'm using a child's toy. Um, you know, when I, I want like a power tool. Um, but it, 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 it's, it, it makes, it makes things look nice. Like there's nothing wrong with the way it, it outputs. Right. Um, and then it, for the, for pro, they do have a builder, I believe it's called cornerstone. Um, but it is a drag and drop builder um in and a visual builder so you can see what you're doing right then and there and obviously the fine folks at give wp helped you out with this uh this last site yeah absolutely and, and they were great to work with too we had some questions and their their customer service was right on top of it helping us every step of the way so her name is rachel d martino rachel it's been a pleasure talking to you today uh where can folks find you to say thanks. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun. You can find me at geekunicorn.com. I'm on Twitter a lot as geekunicornweb um, or on any social media platform you can find us, but mostly on our website. Everybody else, it's mattreport.com, mattreport.com slash subscribe to join that mailing list. Thanks to the sponsors today. Don't forget to support them and say thanks to the sponsors uh, because not only have they supported the show, they're also supporting a big orange heart as 20% of the proceeds uh, of my advertisement go to supporting a big Orange Heart Foundation, supporting mental health in the larger WordPress community. And also store.mattreport.com where you can buy some merchandise. Also, all 100% of the profits of merchandise goes to a big Orange Heart. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.